What is going on, y'all? How are y'all doing today? I'm Mr. G. I'm Agent Nick. I'm the Bishop. And welcome to the Nexus Podcast, where we bring together all the media that you love, where we talk about Buffy, Xena, Game of Thrones, and more, with Charmed always being the heart and center of what we do. We are here to discuss episode three of season one of Charmed. Thank you for not morphing. I'm excited to talk about this one because I feel like this was some juicy material to talk about. And I feel like it was just a good, well-rounded episode. Oh, yes. It's it's one of my favorites of season one. I see why, especially after going back and watching it, because there was just so much and... I'm we were talking about this earlier I'm so glad that they changed Victor's because God love him he he's something kind of menacing but we'll get into that we'll get into that (laughs) because my God in heaven or what did you think about it let's just go ahead and get into it how about that let's just dive on let's do it Loki was giving Predator from like Law and Order (laughs) it was very much so because he was kind of borderline flirting with Prue Ew, he was and then like when phoebe came in there when he was getting that massage i half expected him like when he hugged her for her to be like what's that and then look down like that was, it was it was just very creepy yeah and i think that's one of the reasons why they recast him because he wasn't giving fatherly vibes Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, like he was mad because he can't be around his his ladies, his harem. Graham stopped him from being around his harem. And now we know why. (laughs) So uh, for those of y'all who may not have seen the episode before, thank you for not morphing, is basically us being introduced to the sister's father, Victor. Um, he's come back into town. The sisters aren't quite sure why. And around the same time, someone is breaking into the Hallowell Manor. Someone's trying to get the book. And it's becoming clear, more and more clear that Victor may be connected to this. So let's talk about, because one thing I really, really want to talk about, because I even specifically wrote down... We are still at the point in the series when demons needed keys to get into the house. <laughs> the demons needed a key to get into the house. Like, what are we doing? What? What is Zanku would never. Zanku would never. <laughs> but, but that's so thoughtful, though. Because they could have just, like, broke a window, broke down the door. Mm-hmm. Jeremy did in the attic. Just broke through everything. Was like, okay, I'm gonna just kick this door off the hinges because it's not opening for me. I'm just gonna kick it off. But what's so funny about that is he used his key finger to get in the house, and then when he got up there, instead of using his key finger to get into the attic, he was just like, "Okay, now I'm mad, and I'm just gonna kick the door." It's the way to play key finger for me. (laughs) 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 So. Uh, you know what? I forgot I can make keys out of my fingers. So I, I'm going to hit it twice. All right. And, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but the way Prue came around that corner and saw that door kicked off, is it just? Yes. And then are we going to acknowledge the fact that 
every single time the door was like open or whatever else Prue just walked on in like it was nobody's business like <laughs> I think even if she hadn't had magic she still would have walked in like that because when she walked in and she saw the dog well all of a sudden she goes to turn around and run out and I'm like baby you got magic just throw the dog back well why didn't she close the door behind her with her power she said the door was already open okay <laughs> The dog is running well, behind you. You can just close the door, Prue. Well, you know, Prue had that she had that lust for murder, but she didn't want to kill the dog. So, <laughs> so she had to run out because she couldn't kill a dog on the WB. Not on the WB. <laughs> Not on the WB. <laughs> Not animal cruelty. Yeah, now if this was on HBO or something, oh, that dog would have been, been yeah. over for that dog. That dog would have got taken out of here. Do you hear me? <laughs> Baby, she would have took that dog out quicker than Neville took out Nagini. Listen. <laughs> but you know, is it is interesting because like season three Prue probably would have thrown the dog because I feel like her power would have been so like in like instinct at that point she would have like went ahead through the dog and done whatever after that but it's kind of like with piper where at this point in the game piper's power is not necessarily like instinct for her i think it just kind of happens like when victor tripped the the waiter with the thing and she froze the room i really don't think she was trying to it was just like Oh God. <laughs> like, yeah. This has happened again. So it's funny to watch them still kind of like not even think about the magic being there. They're aware of it, but I don't think they're like it's not part of them yet. Like it will be later on in the show. It was, it was interesting when she froze the restaurant because they looked, they even she looked surprised, like, wait, can I just do that? <laughs> and Phoebe did that little thing like. <laughs> like, like, girl, what did you do? I think, was that the first time we saw her, like, freeze the room? Remember she froze when they were in the kitchen, but, like, she froze the whole restaurant, and they, they, how long did they stay frozen? I'm, like, drawing a blank all of a sudden, but it was a good little second, and she got it was the same, a good second, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good yeah, while. Uh, yeah, enough for her to go get the baked Alaska. And my thing mm -hmm. is, did you not think that before you froze this, you were seated at the table? Now you're unfrozen and you're standing up and no one's going to say, she wasn't there a minute ago. Right. Be like, how did she jump up and get there? Like, she could at least sit it on the floor. <laughs> That's true. That is true, though. And I think that that goes back to, like, they still didn't know how long the power lasted at that point. So I guess she was like, do I have time to, like, stage it? And she just kind of grabbed it and was like, I. Right. But whenever they unfreeze. Yeah, because it did kind of unfreeze before she was ready. Like, she just got into place. Mm-hmm. Everything mm -hmm. unfroze. Mm-hmm. But that was yeah. so bold of Victor to assume that she would freeze it. Like, what if she didn't care? Yeah, or could. Right. Right. Like, what I get, I understand he was testing them, but it's like, so you did all of that. And then she may or may not have even been able to freeze the room. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and was it, because uh, I didn't get to see that part, was it on fire? Yes. And, so he was risking that man's life. <laughs> 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 
He was gonna burn down that restaurant. He was gonna burn up that man's face. He said he was gonna do whatever he needed to do to prove they got that magic. He was Nicholas before we knew about Nicholas. Right. No wonder Patty got them mixed up. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, speaking of getting them mixed up, this Victor did seem very dark like he seemed if you had told me that he was evil in some shape form or fashion i would have believed you because the ease with which he was handling those shapeshifters and then just that shifty way he was talking to them like when he was um when they went to manor he was like oh yeah the book of shadows you know i haven't seen that in 20 years and five days do you think i could see it yeah, I mm-hmm. bet he could start or like reciting spells from it. I mean, that's what it was given. It 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 seemed like he had spent a lot of times with it, and I don't know how to feel about that. There probably was a spell in the back of the book about him. Grandfather put a spell in there about Victor, actually. Oh, you know did. she did. Oh, you know that <laughs> hussy did. You <laughs> know it. That's why he wanted the book so he could get it and take it out. Mhm. Cause when he picked out that, when he picked up that picture, and then you know what was so petty about Grams, and I loved it in that moment, is the fact that she took time to specifically cut his part of the picture out, and then still put the entire thing back in the frame. Like, ma'am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she like magically did something. She said, "Not again, Susan. I'm gonna feel good." Cut it out <laughs> and put this back in this frame right here. Okay. <laughs> Graham says she was putting this on, on display. And uh <laughs> like this is a good picture. You're not gonna ruin that. Okay. She said that look, I got one all these girls together, they're not all screaming and doing all this and that. So I'm sorry, you're not taking this. Not today. <laughs> so how do y'all feel about this being the first time that we see demons specifically trying to steal the Book of Shadows? I thought it was really cool. And also seeing for the first time that you can't get the book out the house. I love seeing that demon struggling to get that book out the house. The book was like, I- I'm actually not going. <laughs> I'm not. You can keep trying. I'm not going to go. And it was really cool to see it, I thought. Oh, very. The so book was given very. Yeah, they don't realize it. Like they don't even know it yet, but we know it as viewers, and they don't know it as sisters and witches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a good, I think, tone for the future because knowing that the book is eventually going to get to where evil can't even touch it really lets you see how much they grew over the course of that show. Yeah. And it yeah. lends a lot more power to what Melinda was saying. You know. Sometimes you add to it. Sometimes it adds to you. (laughs) (laughs) And the funny thing is, like, how would she even know that? Like, this is your book of shadows that you just started. Now she only saw the book one time. (laughs) She burned. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's so funny because she said, like, you know, it adds you, it teach you, but. Like, at that point, like, she was the only one putting things into the Book of Shadows. So what could it add to her? What could it teach her? 
Listen, Melinda said, I'm trying to sound wise, okay? The last time I saw this book, it only had the cover and one page in it, okay? She said, that's how it was up in here. I don't know what to tell you. The writer said, let's give her something profound to say. It don't actually make no sense, and no one's going to check it, so it's fine. <laughs> I do kind of wonder if, like, she was the one who put the enchantment on the book, you know, to tie it to the family. And what I mean by that is like how it does protect protect itself from evil and whatnot. And it strengthens, you know, based on the strength of, I guess, the owners at the time. Like, I wonder if she was the one who set that magic into place or if it's like a natural kind of magic because they are adding little pieces of themselves and their knowledge to it. It, I could see it being a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she initially, you know, put the protective spell on a book, but then tied that spell, you know, like to their family's magic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the book can, uh, the book's magic could go grow stronger with each generation. True, true. I could see that. I could see that because baby, that book was giving that man the fight of his life and then I, but see I think the book wanted to be petty after the way he grabbed it up because it, it was just yeah. sitting on a stand he didn't have to do all he did like he grabbed the book up so hard that like dust started flying all he had to do was pick it up he was mad he was just mad because he couldn't open the door that he could have very easily opened with his little magic key <laughs> hand <laughs> And then at some point in the show, it, well, I mean, obviously the, the attic door was locked this episode, but like, where did they get the key? Because did they ever have a key to open it? Because they never could open it when they were little, but then all of a sudden they got a key to lock it and unlock it? Well, I guess they, I guess they finally got someone <laughs> to like change the locks, which I don't know why they <laughs> didn't think to do that before. <laughs> we need to get in there and all of a sudden we never actually saw them like lock the door did we Mm-mm. past this episode I remember them ever locking the door to the attic after that they said listen if you get up in there whatever you find is what you find because right. I don't remember the door being closed after that was it wasn't just open right for the most part so they would I think they, they would close it sometimes like when there was a need for it, but even that wasn't often like I think the let the one of the times I remember them closing it was did they close it with the Stillmans? Remember after they lost their power after um Mitzi, not Mitzi Jesus, after Mabel blew up the wall and they all ran upstairs to go get weapons and stuff and Oh yeah. I think it was closed then, but I don't remember. I don't know. I could very much be wrong. We only really saw the actual door a handful of times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. it don't even seem like it had a door. There was one, I scene, mean... one episode, I forgot when it was, maybe season three, where Prue was upstairs and Phoebe was downstairs and somehow they could talk to each other. And I'm thinking, how is that even possible? <laughs> how yes. do you hear her down here and you up in the attic? And then didn't in the um, opener to season three when Prue was studying the book, didn't Phoebe like slammed the door open and then that's why Prue threw her across the room. She threw her hard oh hand. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like she would have done that dog. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That is exactly what would have happened to that dog. 
hashtag at the end. She meant that though. She meant it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She threw the girl so hard. I was like, okay. She knew it was her sister. She knew. She knew exactly. Okay. But then also, why was Phoebe just busting up in the room like that? Legs spread <laughs> open. <laughs> right. Also, I just looked at the clip for the power of three blinds and the door was closed because the Stillman sisters opened it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, when then, and then Mabel froze them because she got froze, scared. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, child. They need to do better because listen, but it was the it was the beginning stages. So I understand why they were locking the door. They weren't sure if someone got in the house, what's going to happen. So, uh, so I get it. I understand. So let me ask y'all this. What do y'all think the shapeshifters were going to do with the book once they got it? You know, I was wondering the same thing because but outside of shapeshifting, they didn't display any sort of magic. <laughs> like I, I don't even know if they could say a single spell in the book. I don't know if they were gonna pass it up to somebody higher up or what. Mm. Mm-hmm. They were going to try to, I don't know, give the book to somebody, maybe barter with the book. Yeah, maybe try yeah. to gain favor with the source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, it, that is one of those things that begs a question like, okay, some random lower level demons like these shapeshifters, because I'm just assuming that they were lower level. If they, okay, let's say they get the book to the source in exchange for some kind of, you know, power, prestige, or whatever. What they gonna be doing? Like, what? It's not like these three shapeshifters are finna be his personal assassins, I would assume. Because, I mean, they couldn't even get in a door without a key. So... Right. <laughs> so, what, what? Like, what's happening? What could, they, what could they even do with the book, though? I don't know. What could they do with it? I mean, we saw what the Braxes was able to do with it. Mm-hmm. It never actually left the house. Yeah. What would the source actually do with the book? Like, what would he be capable of doing with it? And see, that's that's a good question. I think we saw multiple times where demons were after the book, specifically like the Dark Priestess was after the book specifically, but her situation, I feel like, was a little different because by the time she got it, it had already started kind of turning evil itself. And so right. there were spells in there that she could actually use. Um, I feel like Cole wanted the book, but I think he would have had a little bit more magical know-how as an upper yeah. level demon to actually know how to use the spells and make the potions and things like that. And I guess even for a lower level demon like the uh shapeshifters, maybe they would be able to make the potions that could vanquish their enemies. Like kind of how the yeah. Steelmans were like, oh, you know, it's got a lot of good vanquishing tips. Maybe it was gonna be something like that where they were like gonna systematically, you know, take out these upper level demons and become upper level demons, which would grant them more access to powers and things like that. So they would have a wider arsenal. Right. Uh, like were the shapeshifters, were they demons or warlocks? That's a good question. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm trying to See if there's anything on the fandom page. Okay. Because I because if they were warlocks, I guess they should be able to say some kind of spell. Although yeah. by though in the latest season, demons could could say spells and do potions too. So that is true. 
that is true. You about had it to where humans could do potions, make potions and do spells, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Let me just hush myself up. So what do y'all think of their plan itself? Like, because it kind of seemed like they were aware that these are the charmed ones and we can't just come in here playing games. I did like the fact that they did understand that we can't just come at them any kind of way. But it kind of seemed like their plan was really flimsy because all yeah. of it hinged on being able to get in and out of the house. Like there wasn't any kind of like any thought process really put behind it. It was like, okay, we get in the house, we try to get the book. And it was just like they kept getting thwarted each time, but it felt very like Scooby-Doo. If it hadn't been for you and those darn witches, you know. Right. And like getting in and out of the house is like nothing special. <laughs> like they like they do that every episode. <laughs> Shut up. This new at you know with at the witchcraft and you still can't get over on them. Yeah, right. Like, like Jeremy was walking in and out the house. <laughs> Jeremy had a key. He didn't have to shapeshift his hand. I can't get over that. I keep bringing that key up because that is ridiculous to me that we are. <laughs> this is a show about magic, and you got these folks up here using a, a finger key to get in the house. That's crazy. <laughs> nobody ever on the street ever sees anybody going in and, out, in and out of their house. Like, nobody saw the man that go up on the porch. And well, I, I made a note about Prudence because I wanted to punch her. There were several times where Prudence should have seen what was going on and she just didn't. When he that was man right was there standing, on the porch, he was fighting with the Book of Shadows. He had a magical book that was floating in the air and glowing. And Prue was just rounding the corner. She's not even looking <laughs> up, not paying no attention. And and it happened another time where she's walking up and she's could have she was looking. She had to have seen him and she still was just in La La Land. And I'm like, Prue, baby, hey, come on now. You gotta be a little bit more on it than this. She could drag Phoebe when she got I'm home from work. You know, those of us who went to work today. <laughs> well, she really was at the beginning of the episode. She was very I, and listen, you know I love me some Prude and Zion. She was kind of unnecessarily coming for, for Prude. I mean for Phoebe. I'm getting myself mixed up. She was, she was unnecessarily coming for her in the beginning. Well, she she was, was like, Yeah, I've got to get up early for work. Something you wouldn't know anything about. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, y'all are just walking <laughs> across no the job. street. No, she ain't got no job. Why are you acting like this? Yeah, that was OD. Mm-mm. I was mad at my girl. I said, now listen, now that girl ain't done nothing to you except exist and have her hair in a curl. You ain't got no reason to be coming to her like this. I guess she's still mad. I guess she's still mad about the witch thing. (laughs) (laughs) She's being passive aggressive. (laughs) She said, this is your fault. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. All right. I know we kind of skip or I'm kind of skipping around by with some of the questions that I have. But speaking of stealing the book and how it coincided with Victor, did it seem strange at all that Victor was just randomly working with these demons? Or am I tripping? No, he was very familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Like, like he knew that they were shapeshifters. Mm-hmm. Like how this whole thing was given. 
Right. Like, he was colluding with them from the beginning. And then, mm -hmm. <laughs> then the shapeshifters got impatient and was ready to turn on him. <laughs> it was, it, like, I guess my thing with it was, like, okay, they're coming in here. They obviously know you. And they're, like, we still have Victor. And I'm, like, okay, so y'all been breaking into the house with finger keys and your last resort is victor shouldn't that be where we start it was just very weird and then for him i i think it would have made it better if he had been like look we have a common goal i want to get the book away from them to save them you want to get the book you want to get the book period but it almost came off like they were more partners than reluctant partners right like and he really, it really seemed evil he genuinely seemed like he was evil like to be honest uh disregarding like the future victor like it seemed like at the end like since the shapeshifters were destroyed he, like he just abandoned that plan and just pretended like oh yeah i'm just looking out for you mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. i wanted the book but that didn't work out so i'm gonna spend this sustain your good graces to buy himself enough time to get out of town because it was very strange to me that he was like i came here to protect you because i don't know i think i'm thinking too much into this because he assumes that they got their powers after graham's died which i can understand how he made that connection but at the same time it's like you didn't think to come back at any point in their lives except after I guess he was waiting for Gramps to die. Never mind. He was waiting for Gramps to die. Let me be quiet. I just answered my own no. question. Yeah. I mean Yeah. I mean because well he wasn't welcome into the house. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He was not welcome in the Penelope's home. He didn't even know which daughter was where. She just knew proof. <laughs> yeah, he knew Prue off the top of his head, but the other ones, he's like, "You're like the way he played. Like he was so menacing as Victor that I was saying to you earlier. If that's the kind of vibe that Penny was getting from him, I understand why she hated him. She was very. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It was a little gaslighty, a little nonchalant, like very dusting off of their feelings. Almost mm -hmm. like you should be thankful that I'm even here now." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, maybe I understand why Grams didn't like you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I cared about, like, I get that she was hard to fight. I get that. But it kind of seems like you just stopped fighting. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. she would have respect. I think on some level, had he kept fighting, I think Grams would have respected him. Now, she never would have liked him, but she would have respected it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's at least trying to, you know, they do have in common that they love the girls and he's at least trying to fight to see them. But the fact that he just walked away, I feel like in her mind kind of proved her point that he wasn't worth nothing. Like, why would I go out of my way to let you see them and you don't even care enough to come try to see them? No money. She ain't got no child support, nothing for no diapers, nothing for no food. She's sitting up here having to kill husbands just so that she can... <laughs> right, just to get some insurance money. <laughs> so, it's like, I, I get why she was mad. 
I am glad that, like you said, I'm glad the actor changed because I feel like had they not changed him, I don't know if I knew Victor, I warmed up to him later on <laughs> specifically, but even the way he portrayed him, it was less self-serving, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Except it for the whole... Like he really cared about them. As except people. for when he pimped his daughter out to try to buy that, that land. Man, yeah. Because that right when... there, that was, that was season one Victor that showed up in that episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, baby, I, I would have sent him... I was very shocked, like, Prue didn't, like, call him out on that. I was very shocked that that wasn't something that she was like, this is why we shouldn't have trusted you in the first place. But I guess it was, I guess she was focusing on Phoebe and was like, okay, we'll revisit yeah. this another day. And they, they just didn't get a chance to revisit it. Yeah. She had to deal with that. And then, uh, then Piper's wedding, uh, it was all a lot. Then, you know, it was Victor, definitely a lot. Then, you know, Victor, he bounced as soon as he got a chance to. So she, by the time she, she was in a clear enough space to do it, he was gone. And, <laughs> and she didn't ever see him again. Okay. <laughs> now, there is one thing I really need charmed. I need them, and we discussed this before. I need them to get their timeline together because here they basically said he left before Patty died and then he never really came back around. Or that was the way they kind of insinuated, you know, what happened. But later on, he's up here babysitting Prue when she's like 13, 15, 27. (laughs) And because that girl was in high school when she got sucked into that ice cream truck thing. That girl. She was going for her driving test. <laughs> she was getting ready to go drive to apply to college. And then Piper had then Piper had their random memory of Grams and Victor arguing. And she was having her quinceanera herself right then and there. <laughs> right. So I, I'm trying to figure out at what point this man stopped coming around. They don't even know. <laughs> Prue was definitely a young adult in that clip. She really was. I'm like, okay, so when did he stop? Because okay, we see him with these with this thing with Prue. We see him with Piper, but we still don't ever see him with Phoebe. So now I need to understand because sometimes Phoebe act like she didn't know him. He obviously didn't recognize her. So it's clearly been decades since he has seen her. But how old was she? Was she a baby? Was she fresh out the cat? Like what? I need to understand a timeline between when he said, okay, this is the last time I'm coming to see these gals and 1998. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel so bad because he probably, probably went out of his way to avoid seeing Phoebe. Yeah. Yeah. Phoebe had to have been a young child and it was like, "Mm, I don't really want to see her. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't he say like he said like Grams was out with Piper and Phoebe and Prue was sick but I don't remember if he said Patty or Grams because I think Patty was still alive at that point I don't know I don't remember because oh he, he it was very specific like he said I know he said that Piper and Phoebe were out, but I don't remember if he said with your mother 
or with grams. But he was there with oh, her. Yeah. Yeah, because she was sick. Uh, yeah. I can't remember either. And then, let's just talk about the fact. Okay, yeah, Peru saw the little boy. She wanted to go help the child. That's great. That's good. That's great. That's fine. Why was my girl walking around outside with no shoes on? And now, she's in this ice cream truck with no shoes on. Like, no she was going to go join Casper. Because y'all remember in Casper when he was like, his daddy bought him that sled for Christmas. And he went outside and he played with it. And his mama told him to come back in. And he said, and he just kept going. And he got pneumonia and died. Like, Prudence oh. was Prudence <laughs> was saving innocence at eight years old. And she was going to go join Casper the Friendly Ghost. Let me be quiet. So, speaking of Victor being back in the girls' lives, everyone has their own reaction to it. But it does seem like Piper is more on Phoebe's side with this. So how did y'all feel about the way each sister reacted to Victor's coming back? And do you feel like they had something that defined them as a character? Uh, I kind of get Phoebe's reaction because Mm -hmm. like, she has no memories of Victor. So it's easy to like kind of project like positive feelings on like someone you don't know. Like you see it all the time, uh, like with an absentee parent where like the parent who is there, they get all the blame and they can, but the absentee parent kind of get like idealized. Mm-hmm. And like, and I think that what happened with Phoebe, yeah, like she just created like this version of Victor in her head like it wasn't really his fault that he left like he had to leave for some reason but if it wasn't for that reason like he would have been there would have been fully involved in their lives and she just held on to that mm-hmm. and I, that wasn't there yeah I get it I get it um I actually wish we talked a little bit about how Piper, how she clearly felt the way that Phoebe felt, but Prue being that older sister who experienced her father for what he was just kind of shut them down and didn't really even want them to want to have a relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah, like she was definitely trying to dedicate, uh, dedicate, she was trying to dictate the way they reacted to it because it it was it was given very i know what's best for you so you just follow along with what i'm saying and that kind of headstrong reaction to it i hate to say is definitely something that i would expect from grams cuz grams always felt like you know the way she saw things was the right way and that's how prue was acting in this moment was like look i said this this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to proceed but phoebe being phoebe was like Baby, I said I want to see him and I'm going to see him. And she did right. what she needed to do. She got her feelings hurt because he didn't know which one she was. But it's funny watching her make excuses for him. Like, she doesn't get caught up in him not knowing who she was. You could tell it hurt her feelings. But she bounced back and was like, yeah, it's been a long time. You hadn't seen me. Da, 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 da. You know, he's trying to, like, throw things at her. Do you want a massage? Do you want some food? Do you want this? Do you want that? You know, I think he's just trying to express to her, like, here, I can do something. And Phoebe's like, I just want your time. And 
it's Phoebe's reaction is really, really interesting to me in retrospect because this is one of the first times that we see Phoebe put her personal desires over her sisters because Phoebe was lying to these people because she had an entire premonition about this man from the, her perspective at the time, you know, taking the book of shadows and she don't even say, not only did she not say anything about it, but when Prue said that Victor was probably the one that was trying to take the book, Phoebe adamantly denied it and was like, it, oh, so Andy was here. It could be right. Andy trying to take the book. And I'm like, Phoebe, you had the vision of him taking the book. Like, what? Phoebe, I was like, girl, this your daddy, but you letting the bird come out. Right. <laughs> like, you see the proof. <laughs> like you see him taking the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was right. I mean, like literally unfolding in front of her eyes. And Phoebe's like, Mm-mm. she's like, I didn't want to believe it. And then when she came clean and she told them about it, <laughs> it was weird because she had this almost like, I didn't want to tell you that you were right. But now I kind of oh, got to. Like, you could tell she did not want to tell Prue she was right. And then you could tell she was hurt, but she did not want Prue to be right. I was like, girl, you trying to get buck with her, and you she's right. (laughs) Are you ever going to tell them about this premonition? Ever? It's not looking like she was. I think she was going to keep it to herself if she could have. Oh, definitely. I think it's so funny, like, her reaction uh, to Victor and compare it to like when they went back in time, you know, like meet Patty. It wasn't the same at all. She was very happy to see Victor had very uh fine things to say about him, but like Patty, she like up, oh, she up and died on us. Okay. <laughs> like yes. like it was a decision. <laughs> but Victor, this man that walked out on y'all. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a good person. Oh, we should hear him out. <laughs> And I just want to meet him. I just want to do, 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 do. And I wonder if she, I almost wonder if she had that level of, what word am I looking for? I hate when I'm think, trying to think of a word and I can't think of it. If she was disconnected because Patty died and there wasn't a chance that she could see her. Like with Victor, he's there. Like, yeah, he did wrong, but I can look at him. I can talk to him. He's here. But Patty is like, nah, she's just gone. Yeah. She didn't have to be gone, I guess. In her mind, she didn't have to go up there and do that dumb plan. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She got herself unalived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just, I don't know. Because it was very... You would think that she would be more angry with Victor because, like, he was there the entire time and just chose not to be. But I think that goes to show Phoebe's ability to sort of, like, go with the punches. Because I think her mind was like, okay, I could sit here and I could be mad at him because he wasn't there. Or I can just take the lemons and make me some lemonade. At least I got him here. We might be a happy family. I may have a good relationship with him. And, you know, that's her last, like, 
at that point one of her last parental figures because especially after Prue dies Victor is the only one she has I mean because Piper wasn't her mama she never really she looked at Piper as motherly but not her mother so it's <laughs> like I mean you know what I mean like like Prue was the one that she that mothered Phoebe whereas yeah. Piper was just motherly and had like those yeah. comforting <laughs> tendencies it's just it was like a, a Prue was the mother, Piper was the matron. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Was, Piper was like that cool grandma that comes in and gives you like some hard candy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. She gonna burn you some cookies real quick. And it's like... I'm just joking. Don't nobody write me no angry, angry tweets or letters. Okay, but, and they shan't. But the tech supports her burning cookies. We saw that. We saw her burn cookies. And that is so, true. So no one can even say anything about that because we we all saw it. That is true. We did watch her burn them cookies. Them cookies were hard as hell. And baby, I know them things. They probably had to get a new stove after that. <laughs> but anywho, let me stop. I digress. I think... You know, we were talking earlier, and I love me some prudence down, but Prue was being a jerk. Like, Prue was being so domineering, and it's interesting because you can definitely see what, what they mean when they say, like, she has always been their de facto leader. She's always been the one that took care of them because in this moment, Prue really was being like an asshat. She really was. I, there were certain points where I was like, girl, you got to calm down. Not let it go. I would never tell her to let it go. But I was like, girl, you got to bring it down a couple of notches. Because right now you up here and I need you down here. Yeah, because it was definitely her way or the highway. Mm-hmm. She wasn't considering any other points of view. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. At all. Even when she was like asking him to explain it. She wasn't giving him a chance to explain it. Before he could even get a word out, she's already giving a rebuttal to something. And I'm like, girl, let him finish up. Oh, but he Yo, but he messed up when he started going after Graham. Oh yeah. That was that that was his his undoing in that moment. Uh-huh. I have a question for you. Was that bad? But that's just me. He didn't. I think it was just the wrong time to it say was. it. Like, it was. yeah, it he it was just it was just in the very wrong moment. If he had chosen any other time other than them having this very heated discussion, especially with it after he's already talking about the book and whatever else, I, I you know talking about he wants to protect them, and I that was the other part where I was like, okay, all right, let's. Let's sit down and and talk about this for a minute and think about it out loud. Because when he started talking about how the powers destroyed them or destroyed their mother and it's going to destroy them. And, you know, they were like, we'll we'll fight together or we'll protect each other. And he's like, well, then you'll die together. And I was like, this is and I don't know. Let me stop. It felt like a lot of passion coming from someone who kind of I don't want to say shouldn't have that level of passion because those are his children but at the same time it's like you have not been an active participant in their lives 
and you're now trying to come back after their grandmother has died from their perspective you know their grandmother just died and now you're coming back talking about you want to protect them from this big horrible thing that you knew they could potentially become like I I can see where that would be very like don't play with me yeah but no matter the context telling your children that you would die together is a wild thing to say you are 100% right like that was he jumped all the way out the window with that one I was like sir what like what do you mean he said it he said it for i know he had been practicing that line for like 20 years he was ready he had it at he had it in hand he said okay i got something that's gonna gag you real quick (laughs) (laughs) oh as soon as phoebe was born he started he started practicing delivery you'll die together you'll die together you're gonna die together until he got it right Yes, because he seemed to have a lot of knowledge about magic. He was like, well, from what your mother always said, that's actually one of the most coveted powers. And I'm like, okay, well, tell me more about Melinda Warren and why she passed the powers down since you know so much since you got your degree. Right. He learned a lot, but the relationship wasn't that long. <laughs> okay. Patty like I just like said, I wonder like when Patty told him that she was a witch. Well, the way he was talking, and this is me being shady, but the way he was talking, and then when he started talking about that book, I wonder if she knew he was looking at that book like that because he he was like he sounded so together about it, like it wasn't he didn't fumble, he wasn't like I think she said that was the one. He was like, no, from what she said, that was always the most. And then like he had he could not remember their names he couldn't he couldn't tell which one of them was which but he can remember who had which power okay sir don't play with me like that don't play with me like that you can't you can't recognize your daughter when she walks in a room but you know that she has premonitions okay okay victor you you're not looking too good you you you're losing some points for the home team you're kind of making Graham's point for her Okay. Right. Okay. And then that video that he gave them at the end, I was like, that was shot in the 90s, but that quality is real good. I said, baby, it was crystal clear, ain't it? HD. Was it 4K? <laughs> that was 8K, <laughs> child. I was like, I was like, oh my God, maybe it's just the the, you know, they redid it or something. They remastered it. And that's why it looked so clear. But I was like, I don't think no video from the seven is gonna look quite that clear. You mean video on the demons, or we can spend money on this home video? We're gonna spend the money this episode on this home video. (laughs) And to make it to make even more egregious, it was on a VHS. So yes, yes. I just I was like, okay, Vicky, you 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 need to simmer down. I guess he stole that one last little video before he got up out of there before Grams kicked him out. You said what? That's the one video that she didn't completely erase. <laughs> right. That's the only home video they have as children because Graham, Grams <laughs> took out all the other ones. <laughs> 
Oh, goodness gracious me, alive. So, okay. Who was y'all's favorite character this episode? Because I feel like I feel like there was a lot happening, but did you have like someone that just like really stood out for you? Oh, I was going to give it to Prue, you know, for slamming Victor into the wall. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I I think I have to give it to what's her name? Cindy, the the girl shapeshifter, just for her bloodlust. That's what Prue learned it from. <laughs> she was the one taught Prue to take no prisoners because, baby, Mama was ready. She was ready to kill. She said, "Listen, yeah. y'all can okay. take that book. Y'all can." She said, "Baby, you can take a lamp, a book. I don't care what you take as long as I can kill somebody. That's all I need." Yeah, so definitely have to give it to her. MVP of this, I don't know. I gotta think about this. Um. It was so much going on. Like everybody was really bringing it. I honestly, she's not my favorite character, but I actually might give Phoebe this one only because a lot of this stuff wouldn't have jumped off without her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I liked, I liked um, just seeing her. Like in that moment, like if I saw little Phoebe when I saw her really going after her dad like that, I saw a little girl really trying to reconnect with this horrible man mm-hmm. and give him a chance. Like it was like no matter what he did, no matter what happened, Phoebe was willing to wipe the, the slate clean and try again. Mm-hmm. And easy. Like it, it was almost second nature for her. Mm-hmm. She wasn't really hardened like you know Prue was for obvious reasons. But yeah. I, I love the dog. Real quick, I love the dog too. I give it to the dog. Yeah. <laughs> The dog was pretty. Well, I'm gonna give it to Prue's plate of broccoli because listen, I, I put a note <laughs> about that broccoli, friend. I said that broccoli was dry. I have talked. I have talked about that broccoli for years because <laughs> Prudence Hallowell was eating two or three pounds of raw broccoli, raw hot broccoli that she put in the microwave with no water in it to try to steam it or anything like that because she couldn't because it was just like a it was just like huge stalks of just like raw broccoli <laughs> and when she poured it out on the plate it literally like was like ka-plum. like it it made a sound it hit the plate and it broke the, the plate like i i want to slap her because i just don't understand thank god andy came because I understand my girl needed, you know, needs good digestion. But come on, you you got to do a little bit better than that. That oh, uh, the note that I wrote, I said Prue would rather eat dry broccoli than Piper's leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> she was so glad Piper went out that day. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> and for all we know, that is Piper's leftover. <laughs> well, I mean, it could be. I promise you. I, that always bothers me because it's just raw broccoli. It's not. It don't look. It doesn't even look cooked. It still has that whiteness to it that uncooked broccoli has. Right and from I, the grocery store. Yeah, it's like it really seemed like someone went and got it from the store and then said, "Here, we don't have time to cook it for the scene. Just put <laughs> put it on a plate and just pretend like you're eating it." So she's just sitting up there with this raw hot broccoli, and I just. 
Oh God! It just it. And it was it, big I, as hell. Why was it not cut up a little bit smaller? It was huge, and she's mm. so little. And it's like, what does she need all that broccoli for? <laughs> is my girl obstructed or something? Like, what is going on? Uh, and my girl, like, my girl, been so worried since Graham's died. She ain't had a bowel movement, and she <laughs> having to eat three pounds of raw broccoli a day. She needed her fiber. <laughs> Like my god in heaven i mean like it was it's distracting that's how much broccoli how much raw hot broccoli is on that plate it was distracting when yeah, she takes the little lid off the thing and she like plops it on there and then they have to keep getting new plates every time because it keeps <laughs> breaking the plate i'm like why is this 20 year old 20 something year old woman this young vital woman just sitting here eating a plate of raw hot broccoli. Y'all could at least let the woman eat a piece of chicken and some broccoli and some mashed potatoes. What? They steam the broccoli, make it look a little softer, cut it up a little bit. Maybe have her eating a salad, something. So, that's all they had to do. Right. That is that's it. That all they had to do was give her a salad. You are absolutely right. They could have opened up a bag. They didn't have to put no dress into it. They could have just said she likes. We could even saw her make a salad. That would have worked. Just big ass pieces of broccoli, huh? You gonna eat this raw broccoli? These big, huge chunks of raw broccoli. Okay, let me stop because I'm gonna obsess over this, and I need to let it go. I need to. Ugh, I need therapy no. because. Because <laughs> uh, then we we'll end up talking about that oatmeal she makes in a later episode, but we'll say that when we get to it. <laughs> We really didn't see her eat a lot when you think about it. Hmm, Pro rarely ate. Yeah. Like, this is how she stays so small, child. <laughs> sandwich, well, she ordered the sandwich. Remember at work at Buckman, she ordered that sandwich? Uh-huh. <laughs> and wasn't it like a turkey on white with some. Uh, with with some no mayo. mayo. No mayo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> horrible eating habits. My God. No wonder she's always so uptight. She's hungry. Yeah, she, she really was. She really was eating like a model in the 90s. I guess <laughs> I don't want Piper to ever know that I'm hungry because then she's going to want to cook. So if I just don't ever <laughs> fear hungry, there'll be no food. <laughs> but I feel like Phoebe was always eating. <laughs> always. <laughs> uh, yes. Phoebe loved her funny. snack. She loved the snack. Yeah, it's funny because she's she was a vegetarian. She sure was, wasn't she? And then when they switched bodies and my girl had that Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but like, why would she even eat that? Like, you don't even eat meat. <laughs> I just want to know when Phoebe became a vegetarian because in my heart and my soul, I remember her eating some, some something, some kind of protein at one point. Like, I don't know. I think I'm making that up in my mind. It was just random out of nowhere. She was a vegetarian. Yeah. But then yeah, I could I see Phoebe being a vegetarian. Like, she seems like she would be like, she'd be like, I don't eat stuff. It her. Like, Piper screams red meat all the time. Phoebe screams. I actually could see Phoebe or Paige. I could see Paige being a vegan, actually. Paige will be vegan. I feel like I Phoebe is definitely a vegetarian. Piper, I feel feel like Piper is the one that eats turkey all the time. Like turkey and like 
lean meats are her favorites to cook with. I don't know why, but that's what she gives me. I I, I don't have a good reason as to why. Oh, and I could definitely see Prue like being on a slim fast diet, just drinking her slim fast. She get that one turkey sandwich and then uh, a slim fast for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Her slim fast, she got her broccoli and she got her turkey sandwich. And that's it. Uh, yep. <laughs> that turkey sandwich probably lasted her about three days. <laughs> <laughs> Not y'all saying my prudence is <laughs> slim fast diet. Either slim fast, Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, one of them. Prue's not going to be fat ever. She said that is not going to happen. She said, especially now that we got to fight these demons. Mm -mm. She said, no, thank you. I got to be able to walk around with no bra on. I got to be in shape. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And what's funny about that is I feel like I feel like she is kind of the one that doesn't gain the most weight over the course of the show. Like her tenure on the show. I feel like she does kind of like but she, mm, I don't know about that because she was super small. They were all super small in the beginning. Let me stop because yeah. this might sound like I'm trying to like shame and I'm not. I just, in the context of what we're talking about. Like, you know, I, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I don't comment on women's bodies, but I, you know, over time, Holly had some kids, so you know, your body changes. Whereas Shannon, she was on the show for what, three seasons and she really didn't change mm-hmm. much. She got like, I don't, I don't even I don't want to say it and sound like I'm talking about their bodies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shannon didn't change a lot over her three years. I'll put it like that. Yeah. yeah. I got what you're saying. I, I completely agree. We'll yeah, move on because I know this is... her whole career. She's kind of always been the same appearance wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But even Holly, you know, like before her pregnancy, like her body didn't change that much. Mm-mm. Because. Because, like, even in season five, like, after, you know, she had Wyatt and she was back in the leather, and, like, <laughs> like she was snatched when she was I going after, after the demons at the market, and she was so snatched. That is true. I think the thing about Holly is, Holly was really, really tiny in the beginning, and I yeah. think... I, but I think the thing is, is like as the fashion started to change, that's mm-hmm. when like the curve started to be more like noticeable. Cause you know, everybody's pants in the 90s were like huge and you right. know, really thick because of the denim and stuff. But then as time went on, they started to be made out of different materials and different stuff start, you know, kind of more snug fitting pants became the norm and i think that's when you could kind of see holly holly actually had a, had a had some thickness to it like my my girl was yeah because then hell have no fury mm-hmm. yeah, she had that brown leather with the matching brown shirt mm-hmm. she had all the curves on display mm-hmm 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 like as and then Alyssa Alyssa I feel like got smaller like I feel like as time kind of went on but it also looked like she got shorter which was interesting because I never felt like she was super tall but when I look at like height wise when I look at Alyssa in this episode versus Alyssa in like a season six episode and maybe it's the haircut she just looked shorter later on (laughs) like she looked like I think it's 
it's the combination of the hair because like she really did kind of have like bigger hair like in the in the first few seasons and later she kind of wore like of course there was the pixie cut and then she kind of wore like flatter and then also when when Paige came in standing yeah next to her made her look shorter that that is a very very good point because when it was the original three they all pretty much were the same height and then when yeah. rose comes in she she didn't tower above them but she was definitely taller than them it was noticeable so that makes sense that makes sense why she seemed shorter in the later seasons okay okay Piper and Phoebe look much shorter than I think they ever looked to me before. Mm -hmm. Almost like mm -hmm. pocket size sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> there was definitely, definitely time. And I always laugh because I think I'm making this up. And and I'm going to have to go back and watch The Power of Three Blondes. But I still remember that scene on the stairs when they're talking to Chris when, he's, when he comes to P3 to try to get them to go, you know, after the demon and whatever that may or may not be after the book and i could i swear to god holly and Alyssa are like switching heights like when you look at them face on i think like Alyssa looks like she's a little bit taller than holly because she's like maybe a stair a stepping on a you know stair that's like above her but then like when you see them from the back they look the same height and then, like, from another angle, Holly looked taller. And I don't know. I think that could very well just be my brain being like, no, baby, we 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 just trying to see what we're trying to see. But I remember that specifically because I remember being like, wait, aren't they the same height? And then they weren't. And then they were. And I was like, what are we doing here? Because I know a lot of shows, they do that. But people don't realize that they're actually doing it. So it could probably actually be going on. I have to go back and watch. I mm -hmm. never really looked at them like that. But I... So when you put them next to each other, is Holly slightly taller than Alyssa or is she slightly shorter? Slightly shorter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes they would kind of be like the same height as Rose. So I couldn't figure that out. Like, or Rose will be the same height as them. Like when they're saying spells together, like I think about when they were uh, trying to call for their powers from the source. And like, I think it's because they're all bent slightly like the camera is looking up as opposed to looking directly at them and they're kind of like looking down looking at the book and they all look the same height but then when they stand up straight you know after the source comes in you can tell she's taller than the two of them I don't know I think I'm yeah. making stuff yes yeah, she, yeah she probably bent over a little more to kind of be like their height so overall <laughs> we think this was a successful episode Yes. Oh, we have to mention the ring, though. Oh, God. That weird chameleon-eyed ring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that never came back up again. Mm -hmm. And Prue seemed like she was affected by it. When she saw it, she was like, man, woman, husband, wife, and where did you say you got this from? And, like, she was grilling him because she knew, it was like, it was clear she knew what the ring was, but I was like, why? Yes. Yeah, and and where did he get it from? Right, because it almost seemed like, or not almost, but they kind of made it seem like it was a wedding gift from Patty, like it was supposed to be some kind of magical protection or something. Right. Because I'm like, hmm. And then we never heard about it or saw it again. 
And she should have kept it for herself. Yeah. yeah. The way she, when she twisted up her neck to give him that ring, I'm sorry, but like my girl was having a stroke. <laughs> Listen, Prudence. <laughs> when and, she, okay. And when she threw him, the way she looked, the way she looked at him when she threw it, threw him back, I'm just like, okay, they've got to find a better way to get her to use her powers because it looks like she's actually having like a medical emergency each time. <laughs> Well, I was confused on whether she threw him on purpose or not, because I think in the beginning they were still kind of you getting used to how she would channel the power. But what I got yeah. from that moment was that she didn't actually intentionally throw him. It was like she mm -hmm. still wasn't fully in control of the power and she got really emotional and she threw him back. And he somehow yeah. went through that chair. I mean, I don't think she meant to throw him that hard because she threw him hard as hell. Uh -huh. It didn't even call, in my opinion, it didn't even call for him to be thrown that hard. <laughs> no one can hurt us as much as you. As you have. And then this man just goes on. And then, but he was, he made me very uncomfortable because, like, the way he was still reaching out to her and his his facial expression never changed. I was like, Ew. And then when he got up and he was like breathing like he had just run a marathon, I'm like, sir, I'm in the history of that show. I don't remember anyone getting thrown and then breathing like that. She threw you with slow motion. <laughs> you didn't even go that fast. It took you 15 minutes to get 20 feet away. So, what are we breathing for? What's going on? You were just being dramatic. Which is exactly, exactly. He was. He's trying to get uh, up like that. I said, did you have to throw him so hard? Did you have to throw him so hard? <laughs> you look like B I T C H. I'll fling you with him. Keep playing with me. Okay. I mean, like, no. but like this man just told y'all that y'all gonna die together. So <laughs> she did throw him hard enough. <laughs> but, but you know, but you know what I noticed about that scene is when Phoebe got mad, she was kind of like, girl, anyway. But when Piper got mad at her, she seemed like it really hurt her. Like, she was shocked. Like, she was like, Piper, it's, you supposed to be on my side. Like, Phoebe, yeah. she kind of already knew Piper. Well, Phoebe was going to be upset. But it, it seemed like it really caught her off guard that Piper was upset with her. Yeah, she, I think she that... wanted Piper to feel the way she felt because Piper, you know, you were there for some of this. Why aren't you angry like I am? Why don't you hate him right. like I am? Mm -hmm. And that's just not who Piper is. Mm-hmm. And then when they were, this is this is again very unrelated. But when they were sitting there the next day, the next morning, eating breakfast, and like they were pushing these dry looking eggs, and what I had to like pause it and see that it was bacon, I was like, "Girl, what?" And then it was something else on the plate that I couldn't identify, and I think it was supposed to be potatoes or something. I, I was like, "What are we doing?" But see, that's what I miss about like the er the first like four seasons specifically they would just eat breakfast like we were sitting there with them while they eating breakfast they'd be eating special k they'd be eating uh, eggs and toast and fruit like a bagel, right. a oh, bagel. yeah yeah and phoebe got mad at leo for eating her cereal Mm -hmm. <laughs> my girl was about to go off over that cereal yeah, he, he was gonna have to find him another home listen 
She said, you've been <laughs> homeless for the past 60 years. You can do it again. <laughs> like Prue didn't buy her the cereal. I was gonna say you ain't working. You ain't working either. So obviously, Prue was the one who should have an attitude here. I feel like Phoebe got food stamps. <laughs> I do. I don't know why. I don't have a reason. I just feel like Phoebe found some kind of way to get food stamps. Like I, I just, I feel like she told them she didn't have an income or she was doing something on the side. So she kind of like had enough income to whatever but it wasn't significant enough for them to put it in the show and so was, phoebe was you know, you know she wasn't working who was I, paying her tuition proof i'm assuming student loans that's my assumption i guess i just wanted to figure yeah out. i know <laughs> Baby, phoebe was getting come on welfare queen listen i just i don't know in my mind in my heart in my soul when she said her cereal i said oh okay the ebt <laughs> hit and she had it on the head. She don't get them next benefits until next month. And you done ate up all her cereal. Okay. All right. Now she got to fight you. What they wish they, they would have went back to is, you know, hearing about Prue playing the piano as a kid. I would have loved to have seen her do that as an adult at some point. Yeah. And you would think that that would have been her passion instead of being a photographer, but I guess they couldn't work piano work in as a, <laughs> as a career. So, because Prue looked mighty young to be having a recital. Actually, she must have been really great. Right. She, she could have been, been like a prodigy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because I'm like, how is my girl sitting up here playing the piano and then we ain't heard nothing else about it? And then what was. Okay, I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna shut up, I promise. When he showed it and he was like, I took the picture. It's a horrible one. My fault. And I'm like, why are we delivering the lines like this? But then when he's like, see, here in the corner, that's your mother. And Prue's like, I never noticed that before. And you can tell she still wants to be mad, but she's like, Oh, I didn't notice that before. The word she's in the picture. And I'm like, you didn't notice your, the side of your mama's head. Like, you didn't notice what... I, I don't know. I don't know. No. Just, <laughs> well, well, she probably thought it was Phoebe since that's who played her in the video. And they killed me trying to be, like, coy and cute with it and, like, keep Alyssa's face out of it. But then sometimes, uh, you know, Alyssa just extra. And she threw that face <laughs> up real quick in that video. She said, no, baby, you're going to see this is me. <laughs> right. But, right, because I'm going to get a little extra for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> now she getting paid twice. <laughs> she got to buy more cereal. Okay. <laughs> she got to save up. She got to put some coins back. I was tickled because like every time Patty would come back and she'll say one of the girls' names, I always think about when she comes back in season five and she's like, Piper. <laughs> Piper's in the water. And she's like, Piper. And then when she and then when she came to Prue and she was like, Prue. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's two different actresses, but it's so funny that neither one of them say the daughter's name. She's like, Piper. And I'm like, Finola, you said Piper before. We've heard you say Piper. Why are you saying Piper? That tickles me every single time I think about it. And all I could imagine. Every now and then you could hear the accent. Yeah. You know, I'd get so tickled when she said vanquish the demon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be a fun episode. 
Oh, it is. Katrina Braxton would jump out every now and then. <laughs> Gabe. When Trina would say Gabe, she'd be like, Gabe, get it. I'm like, why are we Canadian? What is going on? <laughs> What's going on? But I feel like Alyssa, I feel like if Alyssa had been allowed to speak, she would have said their names really weird because she would have been like, I got to make my mark. I want them to, like, she would have been like, Patty is actually Phoebe's doppelganger. Like, she would have been that kind of person. Yeah. How about when they were getting ready to see their dad the next day? What did Phoebe have on? Where was she going? I don't know what Tabitha was going. I put a note and I was like, Prue said, he said casual. She looked like, I don't know where she thought she was going, but that was not to lunch with your dad. <laughs> well, you know, Phoebe had, she probably found it at the Goodwill. Okay. The, like, <laughs> like the reject pile that they get ready to throw away. Okay. It is fun to think about the fact that like this version of Phoebe did just get back from New York and she doesn't have anything. Like she genuinely does not have anything. She is a broke young woman who can see the future and that's it. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, we'll probably talk about it more in the Dream Sorcerer episode. Like when mm-hmm. like when they visit uh Prue in the hospital, like Phoebe is wearing Piper's clothes. Like she's dressed <laughs> like Piper. <laughs> Which I think is a really cool continuity thing. Like we know she, yeah. we know she's not working. So I'm, I'm liking that they're keeping mm-hmm. that, you know, accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and like she, she always mentions, you know, about Barbara, especially like Prue's clothes. And we see like as, uh, Prue and Piper's fashion like evolves. So does Phoebe's. Mm-hmm. Because she's getting her clothes. For a good little minute, she was the best dressed. And then, you know, I think at some point Paige became that fashion girl for me. Oh, she did. Oh, Paige she was started turning looks. Up. But for a while, Phoebe was eating. I'm not going to lie to you. She was putting them together because Prue went from like a librarian to like a school nurse to then like just no problem <laughs> ever. Yeah. all the time. Piper went from like gauchos and sweater sets to just denim jeans and boots everywhere. But Phoebe actually had fun with clothes, which I like to see. And it's funny, it's the two with no jobs that would dress the best to go nowhere. <laughs> the gaucho and the sweater set. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so glad that Piper, they, they, they stopped dressing her like a PTA mom in a season one. She looked like she was running down to the school to get her kid from the nurse's office at least twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> With that bang. That bang. You know what the bang. Oh, God. It is. Oh, Lord. I'm done. Can you please? I'm done. I and I and I am just y'all y'all don't took me out. I can't do this anymore. I can't. I can't. <laughs> oh, this is the series finale. This is the last episode, y'all. This is our last hurrah. I promised Laurel I wouldn't cry. Good night. Good night. <laughs> but you see it though. You see what I'm talking about. You see it. I do. I do. I do. Which is why I was always very shocked that she would want to wear Prue's clothes because you know. Prue always dressed like she 
she took being quiet in the library very seriously. She always, right. she always dressed like the rules were her top priority. She, right. she dressed very the way Natalie. Like, yes, like if she had become a white lighter in that season, her and Natalie would have been best friends and nobody can convince me otherwise. And I was very shocked that Phoebe would want to wear her clothes because it's not like Prue was ever just, but then I feel like there would be random times where, like, they get ready for a party or something. Prue would be looking good. Yeah. When she caught Cole upstairs in the cage, that dress, she was eating in that dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the third season, they let her, I guess, they probably knew she was on her way out of here. She started looking really cool and, like, different looks. Yeah. Like, she was mm-hmm. playing with it more. Mm-hmm. Maybe because mm-hmm. she wasn't going to work. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, like even her last episode, she was like she had like the midriff and had the little the little see through thing over it. Mm-hmm. And then that hot leather jacket over there. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it hot outside? It had to be, but then Piper was wearing a blazer, so yeah. I don't, so. Know. I, I don't know what the weather was like. I don't. And know. I think. I and I think. I think Phoebe was wearing a jacket too. Phoebe had on that, that big heavy denim jacket. She sure did. But I will say San Francisco like the weather is a little milder. That's what I was always That's curious about. Because... I think it started out cool and then it's hot and then it's cold again. See, y'all know I'm from Bumtuck, Louisiana. And so I always thought that California was perpetually hot. I always thought that California was just perpetually like 90 degrees. And so I would be so confused because I'm like, why are they wearing jackets? Like when they went to go um, hunt down Balthazar and whatnot, I remember Prue had on this like, oh God, I love that coat. And I I don't remember what it's called, like a parka or something. I I don't know. But it was like tan and then it had the white like cotton fur on the inside or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking like that jacket is so cute, but I promise you, I feel like it's like probably burning her up because I'm thinking like, isn't it like 100 degrees in California? And then Piper would wear gloves. Like the episode with Abby where she froze the bullet and she, she has on leather gloves. I'm like, girl, is it that cold? Usually, I mean, yeah. when I was out there, it's usually like in the mid seventies most of the time. Yeah, so, especially like in Southern California, it's behind, which which is where they shot the episode, so they probably was hot. Yeah, and then okay, I'm gonna tell y'all this, and I'm not. This is not a dig at myself or anything like that. So I I hope that no one takes this as such, and I do not speak for the plus size community. I always felt like because I am a bigger person, I, I'm very hot nature anyway, like just as, as a person myself, but I always felt like do normal weight people get cold easy and that's why they're wearing this? Because like, I, I don't know. I just felt like maybe because I'm fat, that's why I thought I'd be hot. Maybe I don't know about that, but maybe also where you're from, like you're not where you're from. I don't know what the weather pattern is there usually, but I have to imagine that you know it's hot as balls there when it's hot, like really hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I don't know, like, what is your cooler climate like? Is it still relatively warm there? 
it can get down to like the 30s or the 20s when it's in its when it's at its like absolute worst it can get down to its like teens and 20s but typically your coolest on a regular day during like even the winter is probably gonna get down to maybe like the 40s maybe the 30s something like that but like right now probably the lowest we'll get is in like the 60s but then it gets up to like 92 during the day yeah and you also have to factor in the humidity like yeah like here it's very humid so it's very easy to to like sweat and feel hot and suffocated mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. how the humidity is in like San Francisco or even uh LA. Mm-hmm. I was up mm-hmm. here in the summer. I was in San Diego in like the late summer and it was warm, but it never really like it never got above 80 degrees. And it was never really humid. It does get super cool like at nighttime. So like I could see the jackets and stuff like after five or six. But I'm just like, I know it can't be cool enough for that jacket that my girl Prue had on in the middle of the day. It just can't be. <laughs> yeah, right. like the crackhead a little bit. Yeah, like when they was going after uh, the pawnbroker who killed Trevon's daughter, mm-hmm. they was <laughs> they was dressed up like they was about to go to Antarctica or the North Pole. Well, and it's just like when um in season seven, when they went down there to attack the uh I was gonna say the attack the Titans to attack the um the Avatars. Yeah. I mean, as as good as Phoebe looked, my God. Phoebe mm-hmm. had on like this long inspector gadget coat, and then Piper is over there like bundled up like it's Christmas <laughs> Eve. Like, <laughs> like did that? Did the avatars like turn up the air because like they had the, those all the black clothing with the black, <laughs> like with the black trench? I guess they had to turn up the air so they went. <laughs> so they went all out. I remember thinking like, as good as they look, they've got to be hot. There's no way that they are that cold. There's no way. <laughs> Phoebe and Paige look so good in that scene. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Piper kind of looks like the mom. Piper looks like the mom who's there to take care of the kids while they do what they Mm -hmm. need to do. But I'm also going to blow some people up. I got snacks snacks in my bag. I got Pampers. What y'all got? You are whites. I got those back here, too. (laughs) They dress dress Piper so terrible in season seven and eight. Yeah, I don't know what the point was of that. She... Yeah. And I know, you know, she got pregnant and, you know, and like after that, but like you could still dress her nicely. Yeah, because I felt like season six when she was pregnant, I felt like she looked nice. Even yes, when, when they she were... was wearing like maybe like family dollar clothes, I felt like she still looked nice. It was put together, yeah, put together nice. Yeah, because, like, mm-hmm. when they were still, like, covering up her pregnancy, like, um, when they first introduced Magic School and, like, she was layered, mm-hmm. like, there was a good look for her, like, just, like, a good casual look. But I am they... one look of hers that I 100% hate, and no one can ever change my mind, and yes, I am digging my heels into the earth with that one. 
that look when Phoebe and Paige told her that she was pregnant with Chris and her hair looked like she was going to go back to like the 1930s to go fight Lillian over Leo. Oh, and yeah. She was be I like, I'm in the money. And then like that. <laughs> ugly... <laughs> and then like that ugly because... outfit that she had on. Oh, I was like, no. No. No way. She she looked like she already knew she was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that they were dressing, you know, they had to like kind of dress her a certain way. But I was like, if I walked into a room and I saw her looking like that, I'd be like, girl, just just put me up for adoption. Just give me to somebody else. Give me to Daryl. Give me to Daryl. I don't want to be here. Yeah. Oh, a look I I just say a look I hated and Unfortunately, had to see it all the time. Was the one uh, what she wore to Chris uh, Wickening? It was like that red top, and I think she had like on some jeans. Oh uh, yeah, it ended, and it ended up in the opening credits. Well, and to be and then she had those earrings on, and it oh, looked, yeah, it, it, like, to every, be fair. She wasn't exactly dressed to impress at Wyatt's Wickening, but. It, it was appropriate. Yeah. Maybe individually, maybe the pieces would work, but everything clashed with each other. Hey, they, I don't know. They, they had on, but they came back from faking their deaths and they went into um, what is his office? Can't think of uh, Agent Murphy. I know you. And they cut yeah. off the elevator like they were doing something and they panned up and I'm like, this is what y'all have on? And everyone <laughs> was dressed for like a different season, like <laughs> Piper was dressed for autumn, and then Phoebe was dressed for summer. And Paige looked like it's springtime, and her and her class are getting ready to decorate the room. Like it, it was. I didn't understand what there was no solidarity. Y'all are supposed to be a unit, and are y'all representing the seasons? I'm not understanding what's going on. Piper had all she had like a blazer on and like some heels and some boots and some and some jeans. <laughs> And if Phoebe had on like this this sleeveless spaghetti strap top <laughs> with this beach bum dress with this beach bum skirt on, and Paige literally looked like a sexy librarian. She looked like she was about to tell somebody, "You can either be quiet or slip me in the back." Like it was, it was just. <laughs> mm -mm. Uh, I don't because we don't like surprises. What are you doing? Get, get Bounty's get. outside. I love the that. The fashions of charm. And then Piper. The end, they just, although I did really like Phoebe's hair the last season. I really yes. liked it. She looked yes. so good. And I also really liked the dark hair on Paige, too. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Those two Listen. girls ate. That last season, visually, they ate it up. Mm -hmm. oh. When when my page when Paige Latanya Matthews would have that dark hair and that red lip, oh my God! Uh, mm -hmm. listen, oh, yes. listen, unmatched, unmatched. She was eating everyone alive, and then sometimes I'd be like, "Ma'am, we need to figure out something to do with this hair, don't we?" Oh, and as much as I love uh, Phoebe's pixie cut. When she was growing it out, there was a Ooh. rough, rough period yeah. in her life. 
I, I don't know why she just didn't keep the pixie cut like the whole season and just start growing it out like either on hiatus and then if it wasn't long enough when the new season started just slap on the wig until it was mm-hmm. just the last half of season six it was rough and then yeah. she would try to do she would try to do those little curls and it was just a mess and then season seven, she had the audacity to start trying to do little pigtails. And I'm like, girl, come on. Like, I love my girl down, but I I just wanted her to stop. I'm like, just just go back home, go to sleep. Yeah, I appreciated yeah. the fact, though, that she kept it one particular way. Because it was like, listen, I'm not going to do all this jumping around. I'm not going to be like them. I'm not going to this and that. And da, da, da. Do you like my hair with a, with a few highlights in it? Okay, because that's all you're going to get for the next three years. Yeah. And the one with her reunion, she looked really good with her hair crinkled like that. She was killing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all pretty much killed crinkled hair, though. Because I remember in Reckless Abandon, I loved Prue's Hair. I loved her hair that episode when she had those oh, yeah. crimps. It was so, or crimps or whatever it was. It was so cute. I was like, oh my god, her hair there and then Phoebe's hair and brain drain. Oh yes, yep. It seemed like the hair up off of out of their face, especially with like Shannon and with Alyssa when they pulled the hair up and you actually get to get a look at their face. It makes them just look even more stunning to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, we can't not ever not talk about your girl with that red hair. Oh yeah. To me, don't get me started. She because... really did just chew that up in a way that I don't think we appreciate enough. Um, and yes. the fact that and the fact that they got mad at her for doing it. Which is just crazy to me. Like how you could look at that lady's hair. And you could see how good she looked with that red. Oh my god! I I love the strawberry blonde a little bit better. That was my favorite version of it. But when she went that deep red, oh my god! Sweet and merciful alive, she did. And, and with her skin tone, you know, I I wasn't sure, but she pulled it off in a way where it made her to me make her look a little less pale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they started mm-hmm. pairing the red hair with like some really cool outfits, and it was just looking. Yeah. Really cool. Yep. Yep. And one of her favorite looks of mine was for me. It was such a simple moment, but in the, uh, the eyes have it when she goes to go see the gypsy. Uh, I don't think gypsy is the per- the proper term anymore. The yeah. lady when she goes to go see the lady that uh Phoebe went to go see. She's like, I'm sorry to tell you, sweetie, but she's gone. And I just remember she had on like, it was just some jeans and it was a cute little top. And I just remember like her hair being straight and she looked so good. Like she looked so good. And I just remember like, yeah. I just remember being like, she's just going down the street. And this woman is up here eating like this. Okay. That's what I was saying earlier, like her and Phoebe. Like when they had no jobs, would just they would be dressed to the nines to just walk around the house. <laughs> boots, like leather boots, just walking around the house. You ain't even going nowhere. Exactly. That episode where um 
they were it, when they lost their senses and Piper Loki blew her up. She was eating that episode. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yes. Oh my sweet god, yes. That outfit was so cute. Oh, it was so cute. The that tan and then those pinstripes. I said yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And then I love. Okay. Okay. So in Sam, I am. She has on probably my favorite top of hers of the entire series that black top and I think it had like white trim to it and it was just so clean and so just like it looked perfect on her like it looked perfect if her hair her lip like all of it she looks so good and then you get down to those paints and the pants are cute, but the pants, to me, I guess because I'm not, like, a, a big, like, you know, fashion person. And so, like, I know you can, you know, mix different fabrics and patterns and whatever, but it the pants threw it all the way off. Like, if you had just looked at her from the top up, you would be like, this woman is perfect. And then you get down to the bottoms and it's like, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody's so creative. <laughs> Because that that one was that was probably my very favorite top that she has ever worn. I'd have to think about a look, but as far as the top, that was like it the pinnacle. That was just the height of like how good she could look in a top for me. There's so many that that stand out for bad reasons. I'm trying to think of like looks that I really, really, really enjoy. There's a a top that Paige wore once. It's like a white lace kind of top. And she had like the dark hair and it was kind of pulled up to the side a little bit. I don't know what episode that was, but she ate that look up to me. They always Oh, I know which one you're talking about. That was either season seven or season eight. I know which one you're talking about. Yep, 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 yep. posted like with crew in the same like white top kind of. She ate that look up too. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, God. Their fashions were just everything most of the time because when phoebe wore those the bloomers I, I i wanted to push her out the window i was like listen if devlin doesn't get to her i will because there's no way uh, think about the wedding dress that she had on when she uh when um billy made her marry what's his face dicks yeah. okay she thought she looked real i thought the dress was cute that dress was 10 times better than what Paige walked down the aisle in I don't even know. I guess they just said, just throw on anything. They said, here, take this. Put this on. Just just going out there. Because she looked good. She ate in that wedding dress. She ate that. I didn't mm-hmm. care about the shoes, though, but the dress was cute. Yeah, and then right. her hair. Oh, my God. Her hair was so fluffy and big and cute. It just, ugh. Uh, that just made me think um, of those mini bangs in season four when she was <laughs> married to Cole. Please don't. <laughs> this could have to be his own episode. It, no, it will. No, it will. Because oh, I could roast her. I could roast that woman from here to eternity. Okay, I understand why when old Phoebe came back, she was reading her like a dog. Because she deserved it. Because she took one look at those bangs and she said, this is the era of my life where I hated myself. And I understand why, because I hated her too. Because there's no way that Alyssa walked out of that, uh, walked out of her house and said, you know what? These are cute. Because you know what? Sarah tried it too on Buffy. Sarah tried it with them bangs. But it... 
another episode, another day. So y'all, okay. All right. So now that we have, I feel like sufficiently covered the episode. Oh, well, I guess we should rank our villains before we move on. I was gonna say, like, if I had to if I have to rank them, if I have to rank the three villains from the episodes that we have seen so far, me personally, I think I'm gonna say <laughs> Jeremy, Javna, and then the shapeshifters, because Jeremy had a plan. Jeremy yes. had uh, he almost executed it. He he had a very specific reason for what he was doing. Everything was very intentional. He, you know, just had to run across, you know, San Francisco and his loafers. But other than that, you know, Jeremy tried. He did give it a shot. And he did Jav- kill some people. And he did. He did kill some witches and he got their powers and whatever else. I was here for it. He he did a good job. He got what he needed. Um, and then Javna, I feel like because he was so focused on like himself i don't feel like he was doing yeah. horrible he was just kind of like sloppy but you know what but he had a good gimmick the whole draining you know people's youth to keep himself young that was kind of cool that's true that is true and i'm sorry oh, the shapeshifters come last they yeah you know i just i i the same exact my list would be identical to yours for the same exact reasons. I think between the, the thrice of them, Jeremy probably came the closest mm-hmm. and executed yeah. his plan. But like, he actually had a plan that was not well thought out, but thought out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These these mm-hmm. last three, these little shapeshifters, I don't, to this day, I still don't know if they knew what they were really doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did you the girl was just there to kill people. She, I don't even know if she knew there was a plan. <laughs> she did not care. You know what? I might rank her a little higher by herself. Well, you know what? Right. If it were just her, she would be top of the list if it were just her. <laughs> but because she's with, but since she's with her brother, she has to go down. I don't care. I'm, I'm just here to kill. Yeah. I'm tempted to put Victor on there, but. <laughs> I mean, yes. quiet as <laughs> hell. Yeah, but this is um, a little unclear. We'll keep him off. But once he come back and try to uh, use Phoebe, he might have to be on that list. Uh, yeah, he might have to go go right on here and be Maybe number one. Cause... Like a villain list, a demon list, and then like you know how they do like not villains but anti heroes. Many people that aren't really villains but they also don't fit into like the good column either because Victor mm-hmm. belongs on some kind of shitty list yeah he, he absolutely did you know what I'm going to put him on where should we put him oh Victor yeah mm. well, he, he has to go above the shapeshifters because I honestly put him in number two I put him above, above job now because he had a plan as well that was specific to them. And he yeah. seemed like he really didn't care how he achieved it as long as he did. So uh, low-key, I'd give him number two. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. I'll, I'm going to put Victor Hollowell on there because that's where he's listed at in the credits for that episode. Oh, yeah. I forgot this is before they decided that Patty just kept her last name. 
Uh-huh. And then they switched the actor. So so for our means list, we have number one, Jeremy. Number two, Victor Hollowell. Number three, Javna. And number four, the shapeshifters. Yep. I'm here for it. That's our list. Yep. And we'll just up we'll keep updating it every week. Exactly. Uh, I can't wait to see who I can't wait to see who like rises to the to the top because I'm the Grimlocks. I'm ready for them because we. Yeah, and we can do it like you know season by season, and then like at the end we can do like a top twenty of the series or something like that. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, Hakati is not gonna be uh, at the top of the list because <laughs> she she was horrible. Yeah. Oh, and what, the Sears what's gonna be this? high on my list. The Sears gonna be up there, probably in my top ten. Oh, mm-hmm. the Sears probably gonna be number one for season four. Oh yeah, oh definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. When she talks to them me, real quick and female I feel like the Sears is it in terms of the pinnacle for the female adversaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, what about what's old girl drawing a blank? I can't think of nobody's name. The one that um. Tawatha. What about her? Oh, you know, you know Tawatha is gonna be at the top of the list. Baby listen, them titties pushed up like that. Oh, yeah. Miss Mams is gonna be right at the top of the list real quick. She was like, girl, ain't nobody scared of no charmed ones. Where's my wand? She was like, when proof proof flung her real quick, I got a little turned on. And I'm like, but wait, now you know Tawatha is not really the one to play with though. At all. She's not afraid of she's not afraid of Prue. She ain't afraid of none of y'all hoes. None. You just caught off guard. That's all that was. You just so happened to catch off guard, baby. Trust me, it shan't happen again. Now, right. Side note, Prue did look really good when she threw her. She was eating in that scene too. Yeah, oh, she, she did. did. Mm-hmm. It was, and it was something work appropriate. Barely, <laughs> but because if one more button was unbuttoned, then they're gonna have to send her home. It was about to be Jada Jackson Super Bowl, right down there at Buckley. Right. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, I can't wait to talk about Zanku. Y'all know I love Zanku, and I oh. love those are two of my favorites. Gideon also is going to be high on the list. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Mostly because he tried to take that little rug right out. And and like his plan, he was so devious about it that like we don't really unpack how traumatic. Gideon actually was to Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and as much as Zanku would be very high on the list, I have a feeling that the Avatar is going to be kind of low because they just yeah. wasted they wasted half a season. Mm-hmm. I'm going to the Elders also as uh, villains. Oh, and- oh, yeah. They definitely going to be. Mm-hmm. They Top of the line. A big well, you, we all already know number one for the entire series for me is the Stillmans. Because, I already listen. about to say them. <laughs> I think for me, it might be it's between Barbus, Zanku. Um, I want to give the source more credit, but honestly, he kind of pales in comparison to some of these other demons. But you I know what? Like... I had to... sorry. I'll just say I had to give him a lot of credit because Zanku basically took his playbook 
executed it. Yeah, I would vote Sangu over the source. Oh, the source did accomplish some stuff, but in the end, Sangu really broke them down in a way that nobody else had ever done. Yeah, and that's what will probably put him above the source. But he really, yeah. yeah, he took what the source did and took it to a new level. I think where they messed the source up was when they made him like hungry to win. Like he stopped being this person, this demon who had like a plan to go after the charmed ones. And he was, you know, going through steps and phases. And all of a sudden he's just like, I need to win. I got to win, win, win. And, you know, he's stealing their powers and taking out the wall. Like he had a good plan, but the plan came from desperation. And, yeah. and he wasn't really expecting that the seer would step in because he thought he was above, you know, like I made this decision. This is how it's going to be. And Concretia is just going to have to be okay with it. Yeah, because like, why did he need all three of their powers? He did. He's the source of all evil. And like, why did he have to go up against them alone? You have an army. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, he could have gotten a dark lighter. He could have gotten multiple dark lighters to take Leo out because I swear to God, Leo hangs on like nobody's business. Like, Leo may not be good at nothing else, but he is good at hanging on to life because my God in heaven. That man I almost called him something, stayed on that couch, and he said, Listen, I might bleed out, but I'm still going to be here and collect this check. Right. And also, he sends a dark letter after Leo, and Paige is right there, like, go after her too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why not take just, try to take her out too? Thank you. It just made no sense. And then when he did get up there, like if he had the kind of power that he could like snatch Paige's face and throw her across the room, you would think that he would have just like snapped her neck. Like I I wouldn't yeah. have been I wouldn't have been like, let me throw you across the room so that I can taunt your sister and very slowly throw a fireball. No, just take her out. And then that way your threat is neutralized right there. And the rest of it is just for garnish. Yeah. yeah. About the fact that Piper should have been dead from hitting that wall. Oh yeah, because like, she listen, went through she that wall. Dead. Like just gone. Mm -hmm. She should not have been able to be carried upstairs. Mm-mm. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. Cause she put a hole through that wall. She sure did. Her whole face was just a little bit. Like she was almost, she was basically under the stairs. Not Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, they had to, they had to dig her out from the cupboard. <laughs> and, and it pissed me off when they brought him back later on for that like half an episode. Like you could have just left him where he was. If that's all you're going to bring him back to do and then kill him, I felt like he deserved to be another like another arc for a couple of episodes at least. Same thing with the triad. They brought these things back. And it was kind of like, eh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was yeah no it would And it would have been nice to see the triad and the source like interact. Like, oh, that would have been, be like, been like them trying to like you know, lobby for power over the other, like the source reminding him, reminding them that you know y'all work for me, and then them yeah, trying to that's, like we're a governing yeah, body and we don't take orders from you, like oh yeah, yeah, because like they're supposed to be like his generals, but like mm -hmm. then like they have like their own little plans, so that would have been interesting to see. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that would have been so fun. I wish they had done that now. I'm sad. You know who else is going to be high on the list? The Crone. I forgot about her. Oh, yeah. Anytime oh, she yeah. was so powerful and so influential that she put out a law that nobody was to touch Wyatt, and they didn't. Right. I would have loved to have seen Prue as an auntie go after the crone. Now, that would have given me so much satisfaction because she would have effed the crone up. You know what's... Okay. 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 I almost feel like I do like the fact that Piper was the one that led the charge on that one because that's her baby. And I kind of feel like that would have been one of the first times that Prue, and I think this is a good thing for the story, but I think that probably would have been the one of the first times where Prue tried to take the lead, but Piper was like, we don't have time to be dealing with this and that and trying to be diplomatic and would go in with plans of attack. Like, I could see Prue trying to go in head first and Piper be like, baby, listen, if you're going to do it, do it, and this is how you do it. And we still get that same st- uh, scene and Prue trying to be like, no, I can do it. And Piper be like, look, we got to get home to my baby. L- let's go. I ain't got time for you to tell me that you could have. Let's go. Like, that same way, I would have loved to see that with Prue there. Because now they are definitely moving into different areas of life. And Prue is realizing, like, her maternal instinct is stronger than the one that I have for them. Right. Yeah. That, and that would have been nice to see Prue struggling with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in the beginning, she would have tried to take over and just been the one. And it's like, well, you know, you, you're the auntie. I'm mm-hmm. the mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Paige, my girl, she went to the market and she tried to help. It didn't help. <laughs> it it didn't. It didn't. And I don't know what <laughs> made I? I don't know what made my girl decide to do that. Do that. I don't know what made her decide. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and put this dress on. What about that scream demon to her? I don't know. <laughs> a dress that she could barely walk in. Yes. And then I I'm gonna say this and we can we can move on. I've never understood Lover Down why she would call for that fireball with orbs. Like girl this is not the time for you to be using your power like that. Like, right. we can see that it's clearly surrounded by white lighters. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. we know what white lighters are. And like, and it's clear to everyone that she stole it from another demon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she looked at a demon one man because she was like, hey. And then she just did another fireball. And I'm like, that's it? They not your girl, so move out. They did. Oh my god, they knocked my girl out her wig. (laughs) (laughs) They literally knocked my girl's wig off. I said, Oh my god. Uh, Piper was pissed. Like, I have to leave this house. Like during that scene when like you know they were trying to convince Piper. To go after the demons, I I might have liked seeing Prue trying to be like, listen, listen, because mm-hmm. at first it, I understood the apprehension and the fear to leave him, but Piper, you you you, 
you you got to get back out there and blow some shit up. You got to. You got to, man. Yeah. You know, you're our our best power at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we need you. You, you, yeah, you got to get back in the field at some point. Yeah, it's like when Leo uh, was frozen and they had to go go snatch her Billy's parents <laughs> and Phoebe had to tell her, look, you got the firepower. All I could do is get a premonition and I ain't done that in weeks. So you're going to have to go. <laughs> One of us going to have to man up and it's going to have to be you. Because <laughs> I can't premonition a bullet. Okay. 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 I can't wait till we start talking about uh the cave dweller and her sister. Oh my, oh, oh, my goodness. Bottom of the list. Already bottom of the list. I mean, oh, God. I can't stand them. I cannot stand them. I cannot stand. And poor Billy. Billy was just along for the right for her to have been as like huge a part of the story as she was she was just kind of there she was afterthought in her own story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like she was supposed to be like the ultimate power and she just went wherever the wind blew mm-hmm. oh is that my long life yeah i'm she's gonna be so, with her her powers are crazy she's so powerful and talented and, and just it didn't really matter in the end Mm-hmm. I was watching the other day. Why would she jump down and flip over them stairs like that just to run outside? Just being extra. But it was for cool the same see. reason that the demons had to use a key to get in the house. It was cool to see because, like you know, but I was like, she ran down the stairs. You're almost at the bottom. Then you're gonna just flip over those last couple of stairs. Well, now in that same respect, why is your girl Zena up here doing all these flips just to flip? Because she can. <laughs> <'Cause she wants laughs> but you know what? Sometimes, like, you just have, like, that extra energy and you, and you just have to burn it off. That is true. You just have to burn it off. Mm-hmm. Keep from being jittery. Like, she would just flip for the hell of it. You know, I feel like living the damn flip. Let's flip. And she would just flip. Okay. And she and said, baby, like, listen, I got to get my exercise and my cardio. And we like she would flip from like one place to another, and it wouldn't it wouldn't actually even be that far. They make it look like as far she flipped from like one end of the table to the next. <laughs> oh God in heaven! I I I know we're supposed to talk about Zena, but I don't know what exactly are we going to touch on about the Warrior Princess. And I feel like I haven't watched it enough to have like discussion. It would just kind of be like general stuff. So if we want to come back to like that how did, or uh, how much have you watched? Like how you feeling about it so far? I've only watched a couple of like two or three episodes, and uh, so far I really enjoy it because I feel like I feel like it has good characters. I like the fact that they have a history between the characters that's already established. Like the fact that um I was gonna call her Lucy Lawless, but the fact that Xena and Draco dated and you know now we're kind of in the aftermath of that where like he still wants her back, but it's like I right, if I can't have you, nobody can. And just watching her interact with this world, knowing how much pain she's caused in it. And 
that man is trying to help her. I think I'm on the episode now where that man is trying to help her. Like he's in this small town and they find out who she is. And um, they're like, okay, she got to go. And he's like, no, because she <laughs> saved my family and I'm trying to save her. And then like there was one part because she's hurt. She got stabbed or whatever. And it's weird because she got hit and she immediately fell down. And I'm like, you're not going to like slowly lean lean over. You're just going to just plop. And um, and but then it's like I I think I'm making this up, but I remember like her trying to do something, and she made like the noise real quick. She was like, and then she just stopped real quick. Oh yes, that's because her stomach started hurting. Mhm, mhm. Like she was gonna go attack somebody or something, and her side started hurting, and she said, and then she's like, she's like, ah, darn, I can't do it. And I was like, oh, story is she's not your typical hero story like she was a evil dark-sided demonic demented person who did a lot of horrible things and it like you'll see it throughout the series she did a lot of terrible things and so her whole journey is like trying to find redemption but seeing her toy with her dark side it's when xena goes dark on the show you'll see mm -hmm. it's very juicy it's very juicy because evil xena is beautiful to see in my opinion Oh, I can't wait now because the way she plays good Xena is so interesting because if she could punch Gabrielle in the face, I I kind of get the feeling she would at this point in the show. But like, it's not that she don't like her. I think she just gets on her nerves. She's irritated. She's an irritant. Yeah. Yeah, Gabrielle is, is kind of like sickening and not in a good way. <laughs> uh, but as the show goes on, like her art, like the the way they each evolve is beautiful, but by the end of the series, Gabrielle, who you have at the end, is nothing like the Gabrielle you meet season one. Oh, wow. She's a whole different person, and she goes through a lot, but I like, she ends up being the person, and they toy with, you know, Zeta make her who she was, her life make her who she was, but she's someone totally different, and I think you'll dig her by the end, like, really, really like her. Oh, I can't wait to get that. Because I saw she cuts her hair, and I'm like, oh my goodness, she looks so different. She when cuts she... Her, wig, her hair, takes a wig off. I don't know which one it is, but she looks oh, good. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you how or why, but it plays into the story. It's all I'm going to say. It's juicy, too. Ooh, it's juicy. I cannot wait for you to meet one specific character. Well, three, but one specifically who comes around almost every season after you meet them. And well, it ties is. into it ties into the hair. That's all I say. Oh well, I can't wait because I'm telling you, I saw that picture of Gabrielle with that short hair, and I said, "Yes, ma'am." I said, "Yes, ma'am." The fans hated the short hair. Um, really? Looking back, I hated it because I don't like change. But now, looking at it as an adult, <laughs> I really like it. I just like the, I like the style on her because she is. I, this might sound really stupid, but she's such a, a petite woman that sometimes when they have like long hair like that it can look bad if that makes any sense because it, it's like the style doesn't fit them because but when she cuts it short like that like she looks like she's more herself I don't know I'm only seeing pictures I so I, I don't know let me stop trying to talk like I'm somebody like an adult yes really like young, an adult. the first couple of seasons I mean she's supposed to be playing a young person but she looks really young and immature, which she's supposed to be, but as the show goes on, she starts to look more 
you know, life starts doing its thing to her. I put it like that. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, Zena, she looked young that first season, but by the end, my girl looked like she had really was tired. She was tired. <laughs> like she had been through the ringer and she was ready to go. I've been working on a railroad. <laughs> okay, okay. All the live long day. I think that's what I do. So by the next one, I will I'm gonna rewatch the first episode of Buffy so I can have something to report on. Okay. Yeah, I think I might I might try to watch uh, a couple episodes of Xena. It really has been so long since I've seen it. Like like the stuff that you've been talking about, like is familiar, but I do need mm-hmm. to catch up. Wait for you to get into like season. For me, season two they found their footing, but three and four are the best seasons of that show. Oh, see, I can't wait for that. I love when a show hits its stride and says, "All right, this is who we are." It's so iconic. Oh my god! And oh, Lucy acted her ass off. Renee acted like everybody on that show acts their ass off. Have you met Aries yet? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Okay. You'll like but it. I've heard a Beginning. lot of good things about Aries. Oh. They have this great chemistry. Um, did you ever watch uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead? No. You know who Bruce Campbell is, though, right? No. Okay, uh, he was the, he was in Charmed. He was the oh, yeah. Detective Jackman uh, season four finale. The, the Witch Hunter. Uh-huh. Really? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, him, him, he was on the show. He plays um, the King of Thieves, and they have such great chemistry. Lucy and him. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for you to see all these familiar. You to see faces on there that you recognize from, like, um, what's her name? What's the Afro Latino woman from Suit and Gina Torres? Oh, Gina Torres is on Zena also. Oh, really? That is so interesting. She's on there. She plays a couple of different characters. I know she plays Cleopatra at one point also. Okay, Kim Fields. <laughs> Can you please? I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to... I kind of like... I want to watch it with you. That's how much I love this show. It's uh, been so interesting because like, I was... I'm telling you, I've been watching it at work. Like I just will randomly put it on while I'm doing stuff and I'm like, these people are cutting up. I told you, you I, watch or just say, have either of you watched Salem? I no, started, I've I didn't heard it. Lucy's yeah. on Salem, right? Yeah, she comes, I think, like in the second season. Or, yo, she shows out. It's really good. It's like three seasons. It's a really tight. Three. I hated that guy counsel, but it was. Yeah, they was putting them ladies oh, through oh. it. Other show she was on that her husband was producing. Um. It's kind of a, along the lines of like Xena. It's a period piece. I can't think of it. It's a big show. Uh, I can't think of the name. Yeah. Let me look it up. Try, you know, I don't know. Oh, Spartacus? Spartacus. Because, you know, Rob did that. Her husband is Rob. Her husband is like the creator of the show, and like that's his baby. Uh, I don't know if that Zena is married to like the creator of the show. No. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I should say Lucy is married to him. Come on, ZZ. So like he did Spartacus and he put her on there and she played a very dark sided character. Oh, she was dark sided on Salem too. Very. 
So I guess she got that on lock. The person. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Shield? She was on Shield for a little bit too. I don't know what that is. Agents of Shield. It's a Marvel show. Oh, that. Show. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that. Yeah, I remember she that. I heard it. Briefly, they brought her on, and then they killed her. So I stopped watching. Okay, gotcha. I'm so excited for you to get into the Warrior Princess. Yes, I'm so ready to see storylines because the way my girl when she saw her mom and her mama was like, "Do with her what you will." I was like, "Oh my god." She was like, I don't really care what y'all do to her, actually. But okay. then save us. Oh my God, you saved us. Thank you. Let me hug you now. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that's her daughter, and she's so proud of her. And I'm like, and then Zena was like, you know, I can't stay long. And then they just like switch to the next scene. And I'm like, oh, okay. Cyrene has a an interesting journey also on the show. I, I just there's so much I want to say, but I, I want to leave some mystery because there's some really cool stuff that's going to unfold. It just takes them a minute to get to it. Now, I cannot wait to get into this story. And then, you know, as it goes on, the special effects, they get better. The fight scenes get amazing. I cannot wait for you to get to one, ag- one against an army. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much an episode of her fighting the 300 by herself for like an hour, all by herself. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Taking niggas out left and right. Oh, I should have said the N word. Oh, that'd be all right. They know. They still don't know. But like, when it comes to fighting, there are times you can tell there's a stunt double. Sometimes it's kind of sloppy, but then there are other times where you really do think it's Lucy doing the stunts. Yeah. Yeah, she did some of her own, but then she like fell off a horse once, and like I think she fractured her femur or something. Oh, so she was like, "No." So they had to like dial up the 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 what's her face? I can't think of. I'm drawing a blank. Their stunt double, and what's really cool is Lucy has used the same stunt double across different shows. Really? Yeah, she's Zoe is her name. Zoe is like her best stunt double, so she's used her I think mm-hmm. on three different shows. Uh-oh. Come on, keep a job. She actually had some Australian show out two years ago where her and Gabrielle reunited and they play like police detectives or no, she's a police detective and Renee is like a woman that she's trying to solve a crime with. Mm-hmm. They have really good chemistry. So I am excited for you and for me. Yes. I'm ready to get into this. I'm so ready. Like because right now we're moving and a whole bunch of other stuff, but baby, once it settles down and I get a chance, I can just sit down. I'll probably watch a whole season in a day. Uh, we'll see when you get to the finale what you think. Okay. Okay. Look, that'll be when we really convene and we have our comprehensive conversation. I'm still not happy with how the show ended. We were supposed to get a reboot a couple of like two years ago, in the middle of the pandemic, mm-hmm. but they said the script, I think the script wasn't good enough, so they shelved it. But they had a pilot that they were going to shoot. Yeah. I, oh, don't yeah. Could, I don't know who could play Xena in 23, though. I don't know. I feel like Lucy still looks good enough. She could do it. I mean, quiet as a skip. <laughs> Get that stunt double. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's not busy being arrested for... um. She does a lot of like uh, environmental protesting. Mm-hmm. So she gets she gets arrested for like boarding um, those ships that like kill whales. Like she actually got on one of the ships and was protesting, and they had to arrest her. 
Oh my god. She said, baby, stand. listen, I'm not doing this with you. She'd be dragging Hercules online because he's a Trumper. He's like a oh. so she'd be oh. online dragging him any chance she gets. All right. So, y'all, we're going to go ahead and we're going to wrap up the episode for this week. And just remember to always keep this with you. It's never too late for a party. It's never it's too never late too for late. See? Well, see, we in unison already. We're trying to say it together because it is never too late. I was trying to say and I had like a hiccup that came out. <laughs> so childish. Well, all right, y'all. It's been great talking. It's been great catching up. And I'm glad we had a chance to really dig deep into this episode and hope to catch y'all next time. We'll be back. Bye. Bye. Bye.